Coast 104.5. It is up and Adam in the morning on the phone. Friend of the show, San Luis Obispo County Sheriff Ian Parkinson. Man, it has been quite a week for you in the department. How are you feeling right now? Uh, good. Little little rundown, but other than that, good. You know, um, when you when you wondered what this week would feel like or what this moment would feel like, and now to be here, did it? Did, did you ever think like that? Did you go like, oh, man, when, when we get there, when we make this arrest? I mean, because I feel like you've always had your eye on that and known it is going to come. Did it, did it feel like you thought it would? Uh, I'll just say it's kind of a strange feeling. You, you're, uh, you're, you know, mentally, uh, you know, get exhausted easily. You're, you know, you're feeling all the emotions of, you know, everybody that's, you know, followed the case and, and, and most importantly, the family. So, you know, it's not, it's not an exhilarating moment. It's, you know, I, I guess I'd describe it more as just feeling like it's the right thing and justice. Yeah, what you was know? that phone call like to the Smart family to tell them this big news? Uh, I think it was a, a little overwhelming for him. You know, I mean, I, I talked to him quite a bit and, and I could hear, you know, the, the emotion, I mean, talk about, you know, emotionally exhausted. I mean, I talked to them later on in the, the early afternoon and, and, uh, I could, I could, you know, I could hear it in their voice or they're, you know, they were just, um, feeling pretty tired. Okay. So let's talk about the case questions I have and forgive me if they're all over the place. Uh, Megan Healy asked, uh, at the presser, if there could be more charges, say, for Susan Flores. And I think the answer at the time was, at the point, there's no plan for that. But d- does she maintain that she was in the dark about this the whole time? Do you believe she really could have gone all these years and really not known of Paul's involvement or her husband's at the time as an accessory? Yeah, that's a good question. And, and obviously, it, it came up in the press conference. And I, I, I don't have a really good answer other than to say that you know, as I've repeated numerous times, um, you know, you can believe anything you want, but um, if you can't prove it, then, you know, it's not real. And, and that's the way the system is, is built to protect the innocent. So I, I don't have an answer if I, if, uh, certainly if I felt that we had evidence that, um, you know, that contradicted that, that, you know, uh, she would have been charged. But without, you know, there, it's, you know, it's really pure speculation um, and, you know, I, I think everybody has their opinion. Yeah. Do you know, do you know the property where Kristen can be found? Obviously, we can't talk about that here. There's been physical evidence found at a couple properties. Do you know the property where Kristen can be found? If I knew where Kristen, you know, is located, uh, you'd know that today because I would have announced that. Right. How verbal was Paul Flores on the three to four hour drive up to slow you talking what's he been like right now uh i as as it's reported to me i mean i think i stayed in the press conference there was just uh, no conversation did have you wanted to even go by his cell walk by him talk to him or is that not even that's not even part of your priorities for me personally yeah no no i i mean you know i the uh that commercial stay in your lane yeah it's not really my lane. My lane is, you know, direction and help my people get there and something like that. I, I don't, I, I just don't, there's no need for me to do anything like that. And, 
so I, I would avoid something like that. Is the sheriff's department past the point of even needing Paul to talk or give up anything as far as this or that, or is there still that desire to, to kind of break him in a way? Well, there's always a desire to get, you know, their, you know, somebody's side of the story if they're willing to provide it, but they're not willing to provide it. You have to prepare to move forward without it. Was there one piece of evidence you were waiting for that was the kind of the last piece of the puzzle to pull that trigger on the arrest? And if so, can you say if it was physical or electronic? Um, I would say that every piece was important and is important um, and, and certainly will be important to uh, the district attorney's office and moving forward. But um, I, I don't think there's one, you know, one particular piece that, that was needed. I think it was a collection of everything uh, that, that, you know, has to, you know, has to be present to move forward. Sheriff Ian Parkinson is up and at him in the morning. It's his first in-depth chat since the breaking news of the arrest of Paul Flores, his father Ruben, and the murder of Kristen Smart. Coming up next, after reading the formal complaint and listening to District Attorney Dan Dow's press conference yesterday, I have some questions about maybe if there was some hidden video with Paul and maybe some unidentified victims. I'm going to ask that next and more when we continue our conversation with Sheriff Ian Parkinson. It's coming up here on Coast 104.5. Thank you for being up and at him in the morning. Coast 104.5, up and at him in the morning. Sheriff Ian Parkinson is on the show talking about the Christian Smart case. Want to get right back into things. Now, the end of count one, it talks about your investigation finding evidence of prior sex acts described as, quote, other incidents of abuse. Now, could this wording, along with the solicitation of more info, perhaps more victims, could, could this include perhaps video, even hidden video, of him and unidentified victims? Wow, that's a big question. Um, well, yeah, I mean, any, anything discovered that is pertinent could and would be used. Um, and, you know, that, but, you know, that, that is, you know, the court process. That's the part where, you know, uh, the, the district attorney has to um, decide its admissibility. And, and, and so... I really couldn't answer that other than to say that anything that was recovered um, would be um, uh, would be offered up, um, and and then it would be up to the, the court process whether or not um, it was usable. I just thought it was so interesting, even listening to Dan Dow's presser yesterday, and still this desire to solicit for more information, yet very much. A definitive, and, and the count even explains there that there is evidence of prior sex acts. And I know you guys found a lot, you know, of electronic evidence. And I was wondering if maybe, the, almost like in that Uber case, could could they have found video, hidden video, of victims that perhaps aren't even identified yet? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, you know, I think that's the. I, I think that the key thing is this, Adam. I, I you know, I, I. Uh, I have felt from the very beginning that the media's attention to this case uh, is important. And it's important because um, if there's people out there with information and they're reluctant to come forward, maybe as things progress, they would be less reluctant. And I mentioned that Chris Lambert's podcast, you know, I, I think there was 
absolutely value in that, and it has spread the word um, nationally. And people that used to live here, um, you know, were reminded of it. And so that you know that kind of news is good because you, you want to know this information, and no, no matter what it is, Adam. I mean, this should be in, in any case if it's if it's information that could exonerate somebody, absolutely we should be open and wanting to receive that. I mean, it, you know, when we talked about, you know, being a person of interest to a suspect, I mean, you know, you start off in a case and anybody connected is a person of interest, and then as, the, you know, they're eliminated, it, it kind of, you know, goes down to the, the, the person or persons you're, you're interested in. So I think any information that we obtain from the public and a request for information is valuable um, because you never know what the trigger is for somebody that has been either reluctant to come forward or believes they reported something that um, that was never you know quite documented or 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 um, reported properly so you know I, I think you know that push for additional information. I think that is the message that the district attorney was, you know, putting out there that, hey, it, it didn't stop, you know, two days ago. We have to continue. And as more information might come in, you know, we're open to receiving it. I love how you spelled that out with the podcast during the press conference. And I think the folks who who really feel like, you know, Kristen is a part of them, everyone, anyone in this county. I mean, people have been texting me um, that went to Cal Poly and now have since moved away, like they still feel the the ramifications and the threat of this case moving through them. And the way you positioned and talked about the podcast in that way really explained it well. Like, you know, if you were here and moved away, like this podcast gaining that national attention and everybody's feeling true crime type things right now. And, and the way Chris did this podcast was, was so good. And, it really, and I think folks who who live here were also really um, pleased that he got you know that that deserved love too. Have you had a chance to talk to him since? You know, I have seen him. I have not talked to him, and he was at the both press conferences. Um, and you know, I I think uh, I you know I, I you know it's interesting because you know the the podcast brought it, it onto the forefront for everybody, which I think is a, a really good thing. I think the 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 tough part about it is, is that people hear it, and then they believe that they either know what happened or that action, you know, should be taken immediately because they believe right. that, you know, that uh, you know that that Flores was responsible. You know what? They're absolutely entitled to their opinion. Um, it's it, it, if things were that easy, we would have a a, a really bad system because. You know, we still have to, you know, we still have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt. And if we can't do that, if we can't reach that burden, we have a responsibility to, you know, exonerate the innocent. So it's tough because when you hear that, it's so emotional. And people get so emotional listening to it, and they immediately go, God, what are they doing? They have to go do X, Y, and Z, or this is, you know, this is what happened. And they don't really know. And, and you know, as much as I think Chris... Um, researched and did a you know a great job of presenting what information was out there. There's a tremendous amount of information that he does not know, and also there's some things that are out there that are I think more or less folklore that that you know that 
you know, we, we really can't stand up and refute things. I mean, it's kind of like, right, right. you know, you pick, an, a num- pick, pick a number one through five, and I start eliminating a bunch of numbers, and you get to the, the actual number. So the, 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 the fact is, is trying not to talk about the case is difficult. And I think I said in the press conferences that I know people want to know more answers, and they will eventually. But right now, um, you know, we have to be concerned with, the and respectful of the the court process sheriff ian parkinson has been up and at him in the morning this has been his first in-depth conversation since the breaking news and the arrest of paul flores and ruben flores who are at this moment being arraigned right now in san luis obispo county court sheriff thanks for the time let me just get from you what is the latest what do we know as of right this moment well the the case has been officially turned over to the da's office with the da's announcement you know, yesterday, um, it, the, the case belongs to them. So we're in support role, um, fielding any, um, uh, uh, follow-ups that come in. And, and certainly, as I said before, you know, as far as I'm concerned, the case is not over until Kristen's returned home. Right. So, you know, that, that will continue to be uh, an issue for us. So I think for the time being, our lead in, in anything that needs to be done is at the direction of the district attorney. And we don't necessarily need the remains of Kristen Smart at this point to move forward anymore. I mean, we are moving forward. That's true, correct? Yeah, yeah. There's two parts of it, you know, criminal prosecution and and the recovery of Kristen. On the on the on the prosecution, there's you know cases that you know are 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 done and and out there that are no body homicides. And you know, the DA mentioned one that was you know here uh, several years back that was successfully prosecuted. I mentioned one in the press conference that um, is on 48 hours uh, up in Placer County. Um, so, yeah, th- that can be done. Are they more difficult? Yeah, I think the DA acknowledged that. And, and, uh, but I think, he's got a, I think he's got a good team. They certainly evaluated everything pretty thoroughly um, before coming to the conclusion of, of, of moving forward with prosecution. And, you know, I, I think... Uh, I think that's where we're at, you know, um, and, and hopefully the second half of it, which is equally and, and in some ways more important at this point, and that is bringing Kristen home. Is Paul Flores on suicide watch right now? Well, anybody that comes in on a, a high-profile charge, particularly murder, <coughs> is, um, is uh, evaluated and watched for that very reason. Um, so, um, you know, regardless of how they're behaving that's going to be a question and that's going to be something that we're going to pay attention to let me ask you a personal question because you're so good at being so candid and real with me here when you got home that night you're driving home that night you finally get home you sit down you take that first deep breath maybe you look in the fridge you're th- you're tired you're third what what are you thinking what what is going through your head and how did you settle in that night well you know, Adam, it, 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 I think I would just say that I was kind of mentally um, done, so um, trying to kind of check out and, and, and go to bed it was probably the priority. Um, you know, really not wanting to answer any more phone calls or messages, and, and, and it was all, you know, I think positive, but I was pretty much done. It's got to be something because not only you got media hitting you up, you got friends hitting you up, you have coworkers, and I mean it must be an incredibly 
exhausting thing to manage this and direct this. I want to thank you so much to you and your team for taking this, you know, so seriously. It really made it feel like you, you, you and your team really helped make Kristen feel like she belonged to all of us. And you, you treated her like that. And, um, and in so many ways you, you kept a level head and there's times like, I know we want more and we're always trying to get more information. And you may have felt like you've always just been so level headed and you were incredibly patient. I mean, we had talks after the dig at the Cal Poly P after you served uh, the warrant in LA you always kept a steadfast head, and but you never lost heart for this. I know I read Denise Smart's statement and the, the words that she said about you and your team, and I know I speak for the county when I say we love you for this. This, this is huge. Well, thank you. I, I mean, I, I just I hope for the family that, you know, that um, we can finish this, and I really appreciate the, the way you said that because I, I think – she is a part of the community, and I think everybody, you know, feels the pain in some level. Yeah. Well, thanks for making these airwaves the first place that you really sat down and had an in-depth chat on this artery that really runs through this county's heart. And I know you must be getting a lot of texts, a lot of inquiries, so I never want to bother you or have a text come in at the wrong moment, so I'm sorry if it has, but to come on here, man, it means so much. Thank you very much, Sheriff. Yeah, you, you know you're my favorite, so <laughs> thank you. never have to apologize for that. Appreciate it. All right, buddy. Thanks, my friend. Up and Adam in the morning. This is Up and Adam in the morning. I love being Up and Adam and Adam.